we want to make the world a better place, right? And, you know, I think it's really important to look in the mirror and know who you are, know who you want to be and make sure somebody else is covering your blind spots, you know, and it's easier to help others out. And uh, it, it, it is, it's, it's very fulfilling. And, you know, we all want to be fulfilled in life and minimize regrets. Technology is transforming how we think, how we lead, and how we win. From InterVision, this is Status Go, the show helping IT leaders move beyond the status quo, master their craft, and propel their IT vision. A few episodes ago, we introduced you to Craig Schroeder. Craig, you may recall, is the CEO of VCIO Global and a certified life planner. That episode has been one of our most listened to episodes of the last several months and and maybe even of the entire first half of 2022. Based on that response and some of your comments and questions, we're bringing Craig back today on Status Go. In the previous episode, Planning Your Life in Tech, Craig mentioned some templates he uses to help IT professionals create an intentional life plan through the magic of podcasting, and of course, the links that we will provide in the show notes, Craig is going to walk us through those templates and how he uses them to help professionals like you create an intentional life plan. Welcome back to Status Go, Craig. Thanks for having me, Jeff. I am looking forward to talking about these templates and seeing how our listeners can use them. I'm going to take notes as we're going through those, uh, going through them and uh, ask questions as we go through. I may even jot some of my answers to uh, some of the questions that you raise in your templates, and we'll see where this conversation takes us. Sounds great. Well, let's start with a little bit of a refresher. What exactly is a life plan? And what led you to marry your work with life planning and virtual CIO services? Well, just like a business plan, a life plan is kind of for, for your life, right? And I, we modeled it, you know, when I got certif- certified, you know, normal life planning is a two-day full submission workshop, you know, where you're, you're looking at your history, you're looking at how you're wired, what your strengths are, um, and then, let, you know, and then laying out a plan for you, your family, or whatever your goals are in life that are aligned with who you are and how you got to the point you are. You know, one of the cool things about life planning is we all have turning points in life, you know, something that made us turn sharp right, sharp left. And it was a learning, you know, that we went through. And you, the key of it is capitalizing on those learnings and really understanding why you turned. And then are there any other future turns that you need to make in the future? So it's really, it, you're really roadmap in your life as much as you can. Now, you know, you have to be flexible and, mm-hmm. you know, life is life, right? So, uh, but it's, it's pretty cool. And then, you know, why it, why, why it bridges with VCIO is most of the IT people, at least the ones I like mentoring and help out, they really haven't done this. So they feel like almost captive in this mm-hmm. IT role. And they're not thinking like we mentioned in the last episode was the business value along with how they're wired, you know, and, and we should all be growing because where there's m- many verses out there of, you know, you're the growing or dying, you know, whatever, yeah. but, you know, but if you keep this in front of you based on your strengths and your natural wirings and the gifts and your hard work, you really can have a more productive, enjoyable 
life. Yeah, yeah. And, and career as, as part of that life, right? So talk us through your process in these templates that we've, that we've referenced. Which one templates are you uh, referring to? <laughs> There's a couple. Of them. <laughs> well, take us through the process. Okay. So the first, the one page life plan, um, you know, I kind of modeled it off of the, uh, you know, the gazelles one page business uh, plan, you know, you know, you have your, your core values, which everybody should have the core values and, you know, and their purpose, you know, people get motivated by their purpose and their why. I'm in Seneca, love him. You know, he, he, he drills this pretty hard, but once you know what, what purpose you have in your mission in life, mm -hmm. then you put your core values in place to make sure you stay on track. You know, mm -hmm. I've heard the best definition I heard of core values is like, it's the riverbanks of a river, you know, life's going to be curvy, but it keeps you saying yes to the right things and no to the wrong, you know, and that's, that's pretty key. So just working from the life plan left to right, then you have your bigger aspirations, you know, your 10 to 20 year goals, both personal and professional. And you kind of, I, you know, normally people either go full personal or full professional. And, you know, mine is you're only one person, you know, with all the mental health issues going out out there right now, you can't be a different person at work and at home. You know, that, that causes, you know, what do they call that cognitive dissonance or whatever yeah, yeah, all, yeah. all kinds of issues so that's why laying out really your personal and professional together what do you want to be in 10 to 3 30 years or whatever and then you know if you jump over to the next two columns then you break it down into your annual goals and then your quarterly goals so you can really track you know where you're at and in the middle is really your legacy right your legacy your targets your eulogy how you want to be remembered across all the roles of your life as a person, as a husband or as a spouse, you know, as for your kids, for your family, any kind of key relationships, um, community, and if you have faith in you or whatever your belief structure is, you know, it really, it puts it all on one page. You could say, yeah, this is who I want to be. Mm -hmm. this is how I'm going to get there. And the second page of that, and actually the second, third, um, is really all the assessments. You know, I kind of, I used to have those all on one page, but then there's some ones that tend to navigate towards the business side of things and others that navigate towards the personal. So I kind of mm -hmm. broke those out, you know, um, you know, from the Enneagram, the Colby, the, you know, the disc, the love language, you know, they're all out there for you to look at and, and then make sure when you review these quarterly or review it annually or update this annually, you're looking at your natural wiring to make sure you're doing things that are aligned with who you are. It, mm -hmm. I think it'll just be easier. It'll be more fulfilling and you'll get more momentum because then you're not fighting it. You know, yeah. we all got to cover our weaknesses to make sure we're, you know, being aware of weaknesses and covering them is key, 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 but really capitalizing on your strengths is something I just believe everyone should do. And, and so you recommend that someone goes through this process uh, and then refreshes it on a periodic basis. Do, does that include retaking some of the assessments? Do, do those results change? There, the results very rarely change. I've seen the disc change over a tweak a little bit over time, but most of those are pretty solid. You know, um, I reflect on them and most people don't take all the assessments right away the first year, but I recommend adding one, you know, because it kind of gives you just a, a different viewpoint. Yeah, you know, and I, I really like that covering blind spots. So yeah, refreshing it annually for sure. 
and then adjusting your quarterly targets if something happens in the first quarter you know you just got to be a little agile um, and flex with it but then you know discussing it with your spouse discussing it with your accountability partner or friend and because you might have something on there and they're going to call bs right they're going to say hey that's not you why are you doing that you know yeah, and you want yeah. somebody to cover your blind spots because we all have them and and i think it's just you know, it's just living on purpose you know i always used to tell my kids you know you don't plan to fail you fail to plan mm-hmm. and i used to be a really hard planner but i adjusted that to add a little flex you know right. you just can't be that hard because then you'll be miserable you know right well especially when we're talking about things like life and career uh, you know, you you can plan a project, and yeah, there's unexpected things that happen in a project, uh, uh, obviously. But uh, when you're when you're trying to plan, especially as as you described that page one, uh, ten to twenty year goals, and then starting to break those down, a lot changes in that amount of time, right? Um, so how do you you're sitting down with someone that's on uh, the IT staff of uh, one of the businesses that you support, how do you start? How, how do you introduce this and how do they begin to build uh, this? Uh, it, it sounds like a three pager um, life plan. Well, it's start, you know, you got to have that trust conversation first and they ask for permission to help them, coach them, you know, navigate, be their blind spot coverage, you know, so the permission ask is really key. And it's just a big respect thing, you know, I mean, Hey, let's get you to business value, but let's figure out who you are. So we usually start out with just the simple one, you know, the 16 personalities. That's a good, quick five minute, 10 minute assessment, but boy, it nails it pretty fast. And then let them do some, some, uh, self evaluation, you know, let them say, Hey, what did you, what did you take away from this? Okay. What can we change? What can we adopt in the workplace? You know, you know, if you're a introvert, you know, we still want you to speak up with the executive team. We still want you to speak in a professional manner. We still want you to write communications with bullet points if you're talking to the C-suite because they don't like paragraphs. You know, so just helping them with some of the other skills, but mm-hmm. understanding and putting their weaknesses on the table because otherwise they just shy away from them and they don't drive into them, you know, and it's just having those. And then we just pick which ones uh, we want to work on and then just you know, you iterate, okay, got that down pat, things are going good for this quarter, next quarter, okay, what else are we going to work on? Yeah. And then, then you know, I always, I don't try to get too much in their personal, personal life, but if they want to share, they can, you know, obviously, but really mapping out, you know, h- how they're going to better themselves for themselves, and then how the business is going to benefit from that. Yeah. Well, h- how do you guide them through the, the concept of identifying their core values? Uh, I, I think that was one of the first things that you mentioned on that on the first page. Uh, how, how does that process work? Because that can be trying to identify what your core is can be uh, challenging, I think. Yeah. And you just don't sit down and write them either. I mean, some of them are, you know, you, you know, do the right thing like mine are right. Do the right thing, helping others, you know, have fun, make a difference. You know, but there are in the book, I have a core values warm up exercise, you know, and there's. Because you just don't know. I mean, yeah, people yeah. do it for business all the time, but they very rarely do it for their life. They they have inherent things. Um, and when they go through the exercise, they pick words out and then they boil it down. And you should, you, should, you usually should have about four or five core values. Mm-hmm. That just something that's those, 
those may adjust over time, uh, but they they usually don't. Your purpose can adjust, you know, because purpose today, you know, if you look at your 10-year increments of life when you're 10 to 20, your purpose was a little bit different, you know, 20, 30, you know, it just changed that can but your core values should kind of be like those riverbanks, you know, they've yeah. talked about. Um, now, a, a couple of questions in there. First of all, you mentioned your book. Uh, tell us again the, the, the title of the book, if people want to really dive in and go through some of those exercises. It's called The Ultimate Manual. And it just walks you through setting up all the assessments and thinking about how you're going to lay out your one page life plan. Okay. And okay. so it just kind of, it's, it's a build up. It's a work book. I don't, I, I don't want people to read it and not do, I want them to read it and do. And do. Yeah. 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 But you guide them through building this. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So on, on the, on the values, one of the things that, that I, I'd love your thoughts on, one of the things that I talk a lot about uh, in my work when, uh, so I wrote a book on, uh, on job search. And one of the things I have people do is create their personal brand. It's very similar to pieces of what you have, uh, of what you have here. And so I take them through a values exercise and I always talk about, you know, if you're, if you're in a job right now and it's uh, Sunday night, Monday morning, and you get that horrible feeling of dread in the pit of your stomach about going to work, chances are something in that environment is violating one of your core values. Mm -hmm. Do you find that as well, Craig? hundred percent. And, you know, and in, in that first column, we have the core values and whatever else um, I have replenishment cycle and which is, and trigger words and trigger words is what you're kind of talking about. Like mm -hmm. I have gray respect and gray are my trigger words, right? If, if I'm being disrespectful or somebody's being disrespectful to me, I pause, trigger me to stop, mm -hmm. you know? And, and I'm like, either I don't understand or they don't understand because there's no reason not to be respectful. Right. right, right so there's right. something missing. And then the gray is if it's, you know, life's gray enough, but if mm -hmm. you, if, if it, you know, we all, we know it's gray, but if you, you're living in gray, when there should be pushing towards either white or black, then just, it kind of makes you say, Hey, do we really know what we want to do here or where we want to go? But you're right. That, that conscious, that pit in your stomach is just history. You know, usually you yeah. felt this or you, you just can't consciously recall that, but you know, something's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think that um, if, if you pay attention to those, to those core values, identify them and pay attention. I, I love the visualization of the, of the riverbanks uh, of a river. They, they kind of keep the flow going in the general direction. Uh, if you're paying attention to that. The other thing that you mentioned in that is, is purpose. And I know a lot of times when, when you talk to someone about uh, their purpose, they, they get this feeling that, oh my gosh, I've got to identify this huge grandiose purpose of, you know, solving world hunger or creating world peace. And that's not the kind of purpose that you're really talking about there, right? What, 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 give us some examples of purposes that end up being important in your life plan. Well, my like helping others is key, but it doesn't have to be comp complicated. Mine, mine, my purpose, my person was to help others be better than they thought they can be. So, and that's just being the best you 
mm-hmm. and helping people, right? I mean, I was just talking with uh, um, a Navy SEAL from SEAL Team Six that helped that took out helped with Bin Laden and all that oh, stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was just I was talking with him yesterday, and you know, their definition of leadership is you take care of the person on your right, you take care of the person on your left, and you just and that could be simple as that. You just help people in your everyday life. It could be as simple as that, you know, and because in or if you want to try to accomplish something big, you I mean, you just got to define it and then just make sure you feel that's that's what you want to start marching towards. You know, and we we all have mountains we want to climb, you know, and but, you know, just start simple and you can revisit that purpose every year as you start getting more disciplined because discipline equals focus and then focus, you know, leads to getting things done. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's that that. I hope I'm answering your question. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, I, and and I love the way you stated that, you know, your purpose changes over time at different points in your life. Uh, you know, if you're uh, just starting out in your career, your your why or your purpose uh, might be, you know, to provide for your family or build a family. And that's where your focus is. And over time, it, it shifts. So let's talk about the the 10 to 20 year goals. How do you help someone think about that? I mean, that's a long time span uh, to think about. You know, it's it's when we're recording this uh, to our for our listeners, it's 2022. So we're talking 2032 yeah. and 2042. That's uh, that's a long time. How do you how do you help them? visualize that the the easiest way that people have related um and i'm sure there's lots of different ways out there but if you draw some lines like say you know say you're 40 or whatever mm-hmm. and then you draw a line at 50 55 or 45 50 55 and just say okay you're going to be this old what are you doing today because these are going to come regardless right i mean yeah, you're yeah. going to get older right yeah. <laughs> what, what do you hope yeah, yeah right are <laughs> yeah. you like you can have kids grandkids right. you want to Maybe you want to have financial freedom for them. You just talk through all the things of, of life and let them just digest like crap. Yeah. When I'm going to be 45, I'm going to be 50. What do I want? Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and is it material stuff mm-hmm. that's just going to go away? Cause you know, we all, I like nice things too, but you know, as long as I'm taking care of character, right. Yeah. Uh, and helping others up in the world. Um, but, you know, that's that's visualization on a whiteboard and not just talking about it is like the ultimate thing. And then, and you, you know, you got to stew on that, too. You you know, maybe we just jot some or on a piece of paper. You know, normally if I'm meeting somebody out, I just do the lines mm-hmm. and, you know, younger ones are easier. Right. Twenty. Yeah, when are you going to start having kids? OK. What does that mean? You know, all this stuff. Right. Right. Um, but you walk through it and then let them digest it. And usually it takes a week and let them tweak it. You know, and then you got to start somewhere. And once yeah. it's there, then you just adjust as you live life. You know. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm sitting here today, and I'm I'm 64, and my 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 20 year goal is to be alive uh, at, at, at 84. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and I say that tongue in cheek, but you know, a lot of it is, uh, you know, sitting here at, at, at where I am. Retirement is right around the corner. What does that look like? Um, you know, we want to be healthy. And so I, I can see even for someone uh, 
late in their career like I am, uh, you still can have these 10 and 20 year goals and then break it down. If I want to be healthy at 74 and 84, then I need to be doing some stuff today uh, to, to make sure that I'm, I'm going to be able to be healthy in those times, right? Yeah, so there's a couple things I'd like to point out on that one because goals are important. But if you haven't read the book uh, Atomic Habits, have oh, you? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it talks about who you are versus the goal, right? Mm-hmm. And that and that that folds into the replenishment cycle of column one, right? Yeah. So, you know, if I want to have 15 inch arms or 16 inch arms, that's a goal. Yeah. If I I'm going to work out every day. I'm going to work out every day and I may blow by that goal or not, but you have to be define the, the habits yes. versus a goal. Cause it's goals are just goals. Right. right so then right. you got to backtrack and how you're going to get there. And part of doing, you know, when you set your mission and your why and all that in place, I have a section in here called replenishment cycle. It's like, how am I going to sustain mm-hmm. this plan? Right. Yeah. Mine's, you know, my morning routine, my am grateful routine and, you know, my daily devotes and exercising five times a week and vacations quarterly, you know, just stuff like that, because then you have that reward for doing the work. So then yeah, it's sustainable because yeah. if you don't replenish yourself, and that was one of the big things I learned in, in my certification is that replenishment cycle. If you're not giving yourself a reward and making sure you're refueling yourself, whether it's sleep, you know, whatever, yep. it will break, you know, and you'll just, but you know what, we all fall off the tracks. The thing is to recognize when you're off, get back on and keep going. Right. Well, and that's what I like about the, the, uh, you know, you have these 10 to 20 year goals, but then, okay, what, what goals do I have for 2022, for example? Uh, And then what am I going to do each quarter? You're starting to get it down into bite-sized chunks that are more attainable, right? Uh, If, if you want those 15 or 16 inch biceps, and you're going to work out every day, then set yourself a goal for the quarter that, hey, you're going to work out X number of times during that quarter, right? It starts to be more actionable. Yeah. And having that journal sheet snapshot of that quarter, whatever your goals are, whatever you're going to do. So so you see like a 90-day, you get the checkbox. It's the old dopamine rush that we create a checkbox, we check it off, we get, we get the momentum. You need to keep that in your face. Like I have my workout routine right off to the side here. Yeah. Like it's a 90 day window and I get to check it off and I'd have weekly recaps because week to week you lose it. You know, you just got to keep that in your face. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those reminders are important. The other thing that you talked about that, that really jumped out at, at me uh, is the concept of legacy. And so talk to us a little bit about legacy and, and if you if you don't mind, Craig, talk about it somewhat uh, generationally, right? You're talking to someone in their 20s versus somebody in their 30s, 40s, and 50s. What does legacy mean across that spectrum? Well, the younger people usually don't think that much legacy right away, but mm-hmm. but to start opening them up to how do they want to be remembered, right? Mm-hmm. Across in that center section of legacy really makes you think as a person, how do I want to be remembered? And you have to, the coolest one that I did recently was, you know, you really, you have to define your roles and, and really it's like, okay, people are coming to your funeral. It's not morbid or anything, but how do you want to be celebrated? What do you want to be remembered? 
you know, that's one big thing of the memory. But then what the other second part of that is how do you want your legacy to continue living beyond you? And yeah. my, our Simon Sinek talks about it in the infinite game, you know, finite game, infinite game, mm-hmm. you know, some of, some of my traits that I want my daughters and my grandkids to carry on some belief system, you know, and that's pretty cool and heady, but boy, it helps reinforce who you want to be. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, and it makes you think about your core values. Okay. If I want my kids to carry on this belief system, how do I do that? Yeah. And that should be built into your plan. Well, and it's, it, it's not really about, uh, yeah, I love the analogy of the funeral. I use that in, in my work as well, but it's not really about what, how you want to be remembered, you know, a, a century from now. It's what do you want to leave behind for the next generation, right? It's yeah. what are the traits and the and the uh, the ideals that you want to instill in your family, in your friends. That's really what it comes down to when you when I hear you talk about legacy. Yeah, it, it's the humility side of it. It's not a statue. It's not a building with your name on it. You know, none of that. You know, it's really the good. You know, yeah, and the the quiet good, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, as as you're working on this, the other piece, and I think you mentioned it very early on, is uh, some level of accountability. And, you know, an accountability partner or a coach, uh, it, it really needs to go beyond a person just putting this down on paper and trying to hold themselves accountable. Do they, do they need others to, to come in and help with that accountability? I would absolutely recommend it. Obviously, you want to be aligned with your, your spouse or whatever, you know, hey, this is what I want to be. Well, we're going, you, you want to try, you want to be as aligned as you can there. Mm-hmm. But you want something that's going to give you that tough love, right? They want to give you a throat punch to say, hey, that's, that's not, you're not, you know, if you do an annual checkup, it's like, you're not living your core values, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're just, you got to have somebody that's going to just give it to you with double barrels if you're not doing what you said you want to do, you know, and that's the, that's the ultimate accountable, uh, accountability partner. Yeah. And, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a professional coach. Um, you know, I, I myself took advantage of, of uh, using an executive coach for a, for a number of years and got incredible uh, value out of that. I now also do some some coaching and I, I know you do as well, but it doesn't have to be that professional coach that's your accountability partner. It could be a friend, a, a, a buddy or, or a, you know, a girlfriend, something, somebody that is close enough to you that will call you out. Would you agree with that? 100%. I mean, if you can, if you can afford a coach, great, but I would do it and a personal friend. Ah, okay. Personal friend is going to know what you're doing. You know, you could. Yeah, good point. Good you point. Can, you can get, you could tell a coach certain things, but they're not living with you. They're yeah. not seeing you, you know, drinking, buddy, whatever else. But you need somebody that's going to be real, raw, and give it to you. You know, yeah. the truth. Yeah. You know, and so I would always have somebody personal, and then you give them permission to give you the old throat punch if you need it and yeah. be right in your face. You know, do you, do you, recommend that that person serves as the accountability partner for the other person in other words is it is it mutual um that that you're doing this or 
doesn't necessarily have to be. Doesn't necessarily have to be. People are at different points in their life. The one, one, you know, say I talk to a friend and he's never even heard of life planning, but I'm asking him to be truthful and I'm going to share it. He's not interested in doing a life plan right now. Mm -hmm. But as he sees you doing quarterly checkups and say, hey, it's time, I want you to do a quarterly check-in with me or an annual checkup, it may rub off and then you can offer that kind of yeah. back and forth uh, reciprocal thing. But it doesn't, usually there's not two people that say, hey, I'm good. let's do a life plan together. You know, it just yeah. usually yeah. doesn't yeah. happen that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, I, I'd say it's probably, probably rare, yeah. Well, I, I know we're almost out of time and I, I want to make sure that we've, we've covered the important aspects of this life plan. So anything that you want to add to what we've talked about, Craig? I think the biggest thing, you know, we want to be high functioning individuals, you know, most of us that are in this world, but we want to make the world a better place, right? And if you're working in your zone, in your element, you go home happy to the family, that you, you give back to the community. I mean, things just roll a lot better. I mean, if there's no reason for you to be upset or mad at work. Yes, we have seasons. Yes, there's tough seasons. You push through those. You do the grind. You know, you always have to push through the grind. Um, and usually those could be six weeks. They could be as much as a six week sprint. But then you get you get back and you calibrate yourself. And we're always swinging a pendulum, right? So you yeah. swing it too far, you get try to get it back towards center. You get it too far, swing it back. You know, so just you know. I think it's really important to look in the mirror and know who you are and know who you want to be and make sure somebody else is covering your blind spots, you know, cause the world's yeah. it's, there's so much good to give now, you know, and it's easier to help others out. And, uh, you know, we'll always, you may not realize how good it feels to give if you're not an overgiver, but it's a give and take world, you know, and it, it, it is, it's, it's very fulfilling and, you know, we all want to be fulfilled in life and minimize regrets. Uh, absolutely. Well, and you know, we want to leave our listeners with a really strong call to action. What's that first step for someone who's listening to our conversation today? What's that first step that they can take to help them along this path? Actually, there's two. So, I mean, they could download the template. You know, I have it on my LinkedIn profile. Um, you know, they could start jotting it down, but they probably should just do that 16 personalities assessment at 16personalities.com. It's five minutes and really read it, really know themselves, right? Because when you know yourself, then you can start regulating yourself. Then you can start planning your life, you know, then you're aligning with who you are. So I would, I would highly recommend that assessment. If you've done other assessments, start pulling them together. Yeah. You know, they should align. And if they don't align, double Take that, take it again, because think something might have happened in life, traumatic, or you might have made a, a, a have a turning point. You yeah. know, so just yeah. make sure you get aligned with who you are and what's what's motivating you that you don't know. Yeah, I, I love those as the first step, and I love the sixteen personalities. I think that is a that is a great assessment. If you've not taken assessments before, uh, that is a great one to start with, and. Uh, I'd love the advice to really read the results and understand the results that are that it, the picture that it's painting for you. And we will have links, uh, obviously, to Craig's LinkedIn profile where you can download his template. Uh, we'll have links to his book, uh, The Ultimate Manual, his workbook, 
Uh, and then uh, we'll also uh, put a link to the 16 personalities as well for those uh, of our listeners who want to start down that path. Craig, I, I got to thank you. Thanks for carving out more time to sit down with us. Uh, I know that was a big ask to do two episodes, but I, I really think these really bookend really well, the, the conversation. So thank you very much, Craig. My pleasure. Uh, I love uh, helping people be better. So you guys are doing the right, the right, the right thing by my, my standards. Excellent. Well, to our listeners, if, if you have a question or want to learn more, uh, visit intervision.com. That's where we'll have our show notes. We'll provide links and contact information. This is Jeff Tun for Craig Schroeder. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to the Status Go podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or get more information at intervision.com. If you'd like to contribute to the conversation, find Intervision on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. Thank you for listening. Until next time.